content may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. listeners to WTF Are You Talking About, the podcast where we don't know what we're talking about until you do. I'm Katie. I'm Decker. And we are here... Yeah, you did. (laughs) And we are here to ask each other, what the fuck are you talking about? In this episode, we're going to have more different accents this time. (laughs) Boy, howdy! I... I had been avoiding doing shows with accents because I'm just like, nope, I'm terrible at accents. And then I did two of them in a row. Mm. I was like, well, I guess I'm not terrible at accents. But it was like, nope, can't do accents. And then suddenly I'm like, like, oh, do an accent. (laughs) Anyways. So here's how this is going to work. We've got six categories of topics to choose from. The next episode's contents will be determined at the end of this one by the roll of some dice. Mm. The categories are true crime, paranormal, history and education, science, entertainment, and current events. We will use an eight-sided die, so if you roll a one, then you will roll a six-sided die for those same categories, except it has to be local. Local! So, Idaho, or any state bordering Idaho, because we are in Idaho, therefore that is local. Yep. If you roll an eight, then you get to pick your category, because that's a wild. Mm. Which I believe, last time you actually rolled an eight. I sure did! So, Decker, Mm. what the fuck are you talking about? I've been excited for this because you and John have been muttering at each other cryptically about this. Yeah, this episode's going to be a rough one. Oh, good. And yeah, he made sure we brought wine. So. I, I, I need it. If you, I'm going to give you guys a moment. You guys can pause the episode right now. If you guys need wine, go, get go some, grab some. Go get some wine. Get some beer. Because it's not because this episode's not graphic or gory. Right? It's not scary or anything like that. I mean, it's scary in a different sense. It's not paranormal. I really want to talk about technology so, so bad. And in some ways, this episode is kind of that. This is also more current events. Um, So, what I'm going to talk about today... Is that something I heard about? I have my wine at the ready. I literally thought it was a joke. I did not think it was real. Turns out it's already been happening. And it is about China's social credit system. Have you heard of this? I feel like I've heard it referenced, but I haven't actually looked into it, so I don't really know much about it. Mm. Well, you're in for a fun treat. Uh, if you've seen episode uh, an episode of Black Mirror season three episode one uh, called Nosedive, it's that one episode where they can rate people as they're going out and about and doing different things, and it's like, oh, I like how you interacted with me, five stars. <laughs> oh, I don't like how you interacted with me, one star. It's like Uber and reviews, but for people. Oh, you that- fucking knew? The that was one of my bits I was about what? to talk about because. Okay, no, I'm getting too far ahead. Okay, anyway, so, so, so Nosedive, right? That episode talks about how, like, basically, your whole life is dictated based on how people feel about you. So, think of the concept of it's like, well, I want to go to this party, but no one likes me. That's fine, right? You could probably still go, and you'll probably just be, like, a little bit shunned. This would be like, I can't actually get into the party unless I have a 3.5 star thing. 
This is like fucking high school grades all over again. <laughs> so, but their system's a little bit different. Um, the same a concept is actually portrayed, and I guess the Orville. I thought it was a Star Trek episode, but it was actually the Orville, where you it's like the karma system, how you like upvote or downvote people, and if you go down too low, it's not good <laughs> because like I guess uh, I'm not sure if I remember the episode correctly because I didn't actually look up that one, but I know like you can like go to prison or you can lose your job or anything like that, all because of social constructs and how people view you, not necessarily natural consequences. Um, like, let's say you get a speeding ticket, right? Normally, the consequence would be like, oh, I got a speeding ticket. I have to pay it. Oh, I probably shouldn't do that again. Whereas this is more than just that. This is, uh, you got a speeding ticket. You have to pay a fine. And now your score goes down. So you might lose out on other benefits in society that you should normally have access to. Okay. Okay. So let's dive into this one here. Um... So, I'm going to talk about that episode a little bit because it'll help make sense of everything else. So, that episode, you have the main protagonist or, like, the main uh, character, Lacey Pound, who wants to get a new place. Bless you. Thank you. She wants to get a new place, and um, she can't necessarily afford it on her current salary, or I'm not sure how she's making money because the whole time she's just swiping, like, five stars, three stars, one star, like, all that stuff, trying to get her score up, and she's, like, at a 4.2-something or whatever, and they're like, wow, that's really good. You can do a lot of cool stuff. Um, but she wants to get this new place that's, like, super nice. She's trying to move out because her brother, um, I guess her and her brother aren't, like, would live in well together, so they both want to get two different places. Um... And then she uh, is trying to get this boost because not only that, she also gets invited <laughs> to a to a wedding with like people that are like four point eight, almost five, like almost perfect people in a sense. And so she needs to get her score up. Uh, so she's trying to use that as a way to piggyback off of it. And then life gets really shitty for her really quick because um, she ends up pissing off her brother. And I guess of course they have a spat, so they both give each other one star, whatever. Um, uh, that's that's a whole totally different conversation. But then um, she ends up bumping into someone, actually smelling their coffee. They're like someone that has like a 4.8 and they rate a 1. And based on how good they are, that normally impacts you more in your rating. Okay. Right? So if I'm higher up above you in terms of like this rating system, it would hurt you more if I give you like a 1 because I'm pretty great apparently. Right? Whereas if someone 1 star gives you 1 star, it's like whatever, they're a 1 star. So, she ends up doing all that stuff. She ends up pissing people off. She can't make her flight because she's just barely below the cutoff to make her flight. Because she got enough one stars to bump her down to, like, a low four. And so then she mouths off to security. Oh, no, no, to the flight attendant. She's like, I need this flight. I already had this booked. This literally happened, like, ten seconds ago. Like, I need this flight right now. Because I'm going to a wedding. I'm going to be the maid of honor. So then she gets all pissed off. And because there was a uh, defamatory, like, uh, like, you know, uh, what's the one I'm looking for? Uh, just like bad language, right? Uh, everyone starts giving her one stars in the area because she's mouthing off to this person. They're like, mm, we don't like how you're talking to her kind of thing. And it's like, whatever. And then security comes by, gives her like a point deduction. So like a whole point. So she jumps from like a three now down to a two. And then she, there's this thing called double damage. Um... And then when someone downvotes her now, it does even more significant damage to, like, her social reputation, right? 
In the end, she ends up just saying, like, she gets to the wedding, things go horrible, whatever. She's like, oh, she's like over it, and she goes to jail. <laughs> so, um, but this is important because this actually, uh, not only is it actually happening, it was pitched and starting to go about in 2014, and is expected to be fully implemented and mandatory in 2020. For about 1.4 billion people. That's a lot of fucking people. That is... <clears throat> that's yeah. a lot. You know? That's a, lot, a little over... One, well, not a little over. But over one-seventh of the world's population. And what's concerning about this is... Um, China has over 200 million cameras that are used... It can identify more than 4,000 types of vehicles. It can also identify the difference between children, males, and females. Right? It's like children and then like adults, males, mm -hmm. like women and children and stuff like that. Um, there is no due process. So if someone gives you a bad remark, it's like, oh, too bad, so sad. And this isn't like a five-star rank system. This is a point system. So think like your credit score, but it's a social <laughs> credit score. Ew. Yeah. And so you start off with 1,000 points. But the ranges that I actually look at in terms of, like, if you're, like, a good person or a trustworthy person or not is between ranges of 350 to 950. So it, like, is actual credit score kind of thing. Um, and the aim is to find out the trustworthiness of the person. Now, from what I was reading, I found out that the goal of this was because in China, it's very hard for people to get loans, and stuff like that, or like to try and build credit. So they're like, oh, this seems like a good way to do it because it's like based on how you act in society is, you know, will reward you for such and such behavior. But it just gets much, much darker because instead of rewarding people for good behavior, it actually starts removing a lot of basic needs for people that get bad remarks, like, like or like mm -hmm. lose those points. And it's really easy to lose points because it can be from jaywalking, which... Like, who the fuck cares about people jaywalking? Oh, they got hit by a car? Don't jaywalk. That's a natural consequence. I shouldn't have to get a point deducted <laughs> for jaywalking when I shouldn't have. Um, for smoking in areas that might be too close to, like, non-smoking areas, sure, that's annoying, but that shouldn't really affect, like, necessarily my living style. Um, I mean, if your living style is smoking too close to places you shouldn't be smoking. That's a different problem. <laughs> That's a different problem. Maybe you need to change your living style to smoke a little further away. Yeah, and the whole reason why this can happen is because of two major companies. One is China Rapid Finance, which is part of Tencent and WeChat. And WeChat is like messenger for us. Okay. And it has 850 million people wow. on that. That's a lot of people, right? And so, the uh, and then the other company is Sesame Credit. And that's part of Ant Financial Services Group, or AFSG, or Alibaba. And so that's those are companies I did not have enough time to go into, because this is a whole bit in itself. But with this being said, here's why this is really, really important. Is First off, it looks at five things. It looks at your credit history. So if you already have credit, so look at that, and based on that, it'll judge you and say, oh, you're someone that should get money, or... Uh, you know, anything like that, or your interest will, will be lower. It'll look at fulfillment capacity, which I'm not sure how they can guarantee that, because it's basically like your ability to complete a task. So 
It'd be like, oh, I'm going to do a project. I complete said project on time. Oh, cool. They're responsible. Third thing, personal characteristics. I have no clue how this really affects people because I'm thinking like it's like your living situation or your social status. Like, like in terms of like uh, the hierarchy of like upper class, lower class and stuff because it says something like phone and address. What? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means. Whatever. Um, so that it could be anything. The next thing is behavior and preference, which is going to be the majority of this conversation. And the last one is relationships, which is also going to be important. So the first three kind of makes sense, right? It's like you being able to maybe make payments on stuff, paying back your loans, um, being a good person, I guess, right? That's all fine and dandy. But then you get into behavior and preference, which is where stuff gets really fucking scary. So, as an example, I'm going to totally botch the name here. So, Lihu Hugh, he's a journalist, right? And he's actually part of this credit system now. And he had, he's been blacklisted on the social credit system after exposing corruption in the government. I see why you said I'd need wine for this. Yep. So, he exposed corruption in the government. The government didn't like what he had to say. They told him, uh, well, I guess he was imprisoned and other stuff happened and fined. And then eventually they asked for him to apologize and they would revoke the thing that they had instated on him for the blacklisting thing. Um, and he, of course, went and did it for reasons I'll explain a little bit later. But he did that and they did not like his apology. They thought it wasn't apologetic enough. So they kept him blacklisted. Um, and he can't fly anywhere. He can't leave his own country. He can't even do like current like immediate areas flight like just throughout china um that makes me think a little bit about um the new fantastic beast movie which don't worry this isn't a spoiler but they're like why would you like us to lift your ban on international travel and he goes well because i'd like to travel internationally <sighs> so i so they so they do this and what ends up happening got a lot more scary the more I dug into it. So when uh, when he got blacklisted, he can no longer pay for property. He can't buy anything like in terms of property. His son can no longer go to a private school because he's not considered responsible or a good figure. So now they're basically revoking certain kinds of education to his kid. And they they blocked all of his social media. And he had like over 2 million people that like followed him and like stuff that he was exposing. stuff. So he can't even do his damn job. Wow. Yeah. So, but he's not the only one that has this. So I'm going to talk about what the punishments are before I go into why this is being implemented. Can we? Because. Go on. Go. Uh, I was just going to ask if we can hold for a minute because I need to blow my nose. Go, go, no, that's fine. This is a good spot to stop. Because I'm real snitly. So, um, now that we're back, I'm not sure if I'll put From that brief interlude. Now, right? Um, so here are, the, the thing that they try to talk about in here, because they try to place off lightly, and, and I'm trying, I really am trying to keep an open mind about this, because I understand the concept of why they're doing this, because if it was to make getting credit easier... That, I mean, that sounds great initially because it's hard to get credit without someone vouching for you initially, right? 
but for the punishments do like they do not outweigh the the pros on these. So the punishments go as follows: travel ban. Now, travel ban can be anything from flying internationally, flying in the same region. It can be taking the bus or taking the train, getting a taxi. It can be any kind of travel, period. You are no longer allowed to use any other means than your own two feet. What? Yeah, that's, that's the first one here. Apparently, 9 million people have been banned as of the current time right now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, it You gets can't better. hear the face I'm making. Yeah, her jaw drops. <laughs> Insert jaw drop sound. Um, <laughs> they can throttle your internet. Oh my God. They can slow it and down. And China's already they doing that. They can block certain stuff. Uh, I know, right? Um, they can do this if you play too many video games or on social media too much. Shop for the wrong kinds of things. They don't like your shopping methods because they take all the data because those two companies I mentioned are all big data companies and do algorithms and everything so they know um, everything that's going on. Those cameras immediately identify you and can understand what, what your job is. What's your insurance? Do you have any legal um, protection? Anything like that. Like They know your whole life. And so they can slow down your internet. And since they already have a censorship thing, that's already horrible. And I think it's funny to it, like, because this is literally like a, an overbearing parent. The way they yeah. the way they saying this is it's like digital authoritarianism. Because it's like, no, you can't do these things. I'm gonna tell you what to do. Uh, third thing, you're not my real mom. They can ban your kids from education or schools. And from one thing I saw, it said even ban them from certain high schools, which makes me concerned because it wasn't just because of parents. It made it sound like kids, young kids who do stupid shit could be banned from their own education. Oh my God. Right. And like basically what the system's telling me is it's like, you make a mistake. Well, fuck you. You're going to have to bust your ass to redeem yourself. And everyone, everyone's basically told to stay away from you. Um, you can't get certain jobs or promotions because you're not good enough in the eyes of the government. It can keep you from getting hotels or even going on vacation. They'll say, no, nope, you're not good enough to go on vacation. You get to stay home and keep working. They can take your dog away. Oh, my God. Because uh, you're not a good person. So can you take care of a dog? They uh, will shame you in public as a bad citizen. They will put you up on bulletin boards, which they've already been doing. And they'll say, so-and-so is a bad person. Don't be like them. They will show actual pictures of people on the street doing said acts, like jaywalking or crossing, like the crosswalk, not in the right path. This is like so many dystopian novels that I've read. Yeah. This is awful. It's, it's what, this is terrifying. What, what, one sentence I got was like, it was like 1984 meets um oh shoot it was a good one it was like 1984 meets something else but it was like it was perfect i'll find it eventually um you can get higher taxes so they will the government will charge you more for being a not so great person and then the other thing is they can restrict you from going to the restaurant or buying food like, just buying food in general? Buying food in general. What? Like, basic needs. Oh, for not having a good score. And that's where I was like, hold the fucking phone. You're telling me that if I'm not good, I, my, my, you're going to start, like, rationing out my meals now? Like, I can only have such and such, or I can't eat, period? Yeah. 
No, this is fucking horrible. You can't hear that. And this is making. this is happening right now. Oh my god. This has been happening. Millions of people are currently on the system, and it will be fully realized in 2020. And is it specifically China? Specifically China in the mainland of China. Oh my so god. So Hong Kong or um, uh, I think it was was it Mica? I can't remember. There was another city, but those two places are not going to have to adhere to it. Um, because they're not mainland. Because they're not on the mainland. Okay. But any foreign businesses or businesses outside of China that try to come into China to work, they will have to adhere to the system. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, like, currently, I mean, we outsource a lot of our stuff, so that means that a lot of our businesses now would have to be on the system. Which, fuck that. Like, uh, yeah. Um, but here's some of the benefits. Here's some of the benefits. If you're curious as to, well, well, wait, Decker, if I'm a really good person, and I'm sure you are, but if you want a really good person, what can I get? Well, you can get lower taxes, which everyone's always a fan of. You can jump ahead for healthcare, which the fact that they say jump ahead means I'm thinking, oh, if I'm bad, do I not get healthcare? And the answer is, oh, yes. The answer is yes on that. I can be denied certain healthcare rights. You fucking serious? Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, I can get into fast lanes, though, so I can just jump ahead. So, just like in that, uh, the uh, nosedive uh, show from uh, Black Mirror, mm -hmm. there was like a four star. If you're a four star, you can go in the express lane, just get a car right now. Otherwise, you have to wait in this giant ass line because of reasons. Um, access to dating groups. And I put in parentheses, and the opposite sex, because what they phrase it as is women get to be in this certain, like certain websites, right? And they'll, they'll have the different social rankings because you want to get a good bride and whatever. And if you're a good guy of a credit score uh, or a social credit score of 750 or higher, you may be able to get in there. What's funny is this system, I would say, is already failing because immediately those people that got into this during this test immediately requisitioned sex. So. Requisition <laughs> sex? Yep, I'm gonna say requisition because they immediately message them and they're like, hey, can we have sex? Requisition. Yep. Like I'd like to fill out a form and can we have I this? need to fill out this like E4 form and mm -hmm. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, so that doesn't really I don't think that's working if they're requisitioning sex. <laughs> is that trying to like box people into like you have to be in a heterosexual relationship? One might assume so. I don't and I am not certain about this from from what I've heard in the past. This is all hearsay. I don't think China's pretty cool on same-sex marriage well, yeah. or like anything like that. So I'm going to say probably no. They're just assuming, hey, you're a guy, get a girl. Or you're a girl, um, wait for a guy that's of a higher standing. I hate everything. Mm, get ready to hate it more, okay? Uh, you can... You can skip deposits though. That's pretty cool. You can like, oh, I just want to rest up. Oh, you're you you have a good rating. Sure, I'll just give you this thing and just make sure to pay. You can um, go to social gatherings of better varieties. It will it won't prevent you from making your own social gatherings, as deemed appropriate by the government, of course. You can get VIP treatments at airlines, and just be able to like be like top class person, even though you may not be an upper class person yourself. And uh, you can take out bigger loans. If you have a score of 600, I believe, you can take out a loan of up to, I think it said 565 pounds, which I think was 5,000 yen. Uh, but if you get up to good old 666, which, you know, the devil's great, um, <laughs> you can take up, up to, I think it said 50,000 pounds. Christ. I'm like, oh, okay. I think you've maybe sold me. Here's the problem, though. Right. So right now, 
I'm saying that the main goal of this is not stifling dissent, um, but better managing social order and leaving the party firmly in charge. So it's like, we don't want to restrict you or anything as long as you're not against us, which is exactly what it means to restrict someone. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, you're free to do whatever you want as long as uh, you like us. In fact, one of the things is you can get you can get deemed for what you post and what you say. So if I'm like, you know what, the government really screwed me recently. I'm not really happy about it. Guess what? Your points will go down because you didn't like the government. Whereas if you post about the government, you're like, the government's great. They'll be like, oh, they're Thanks a cool cat. Up. You can go up because you like us because we love sheep. Oh Another God. thing about this is, let's say, let's say you you have some friends. Not so great. They can hurt you. They themselves, just by being in front of yours, can hurt your score. So if you're a good person, you're like, oh, I, have a, I have a score of about 800, that's great. And then good old Joe Schmo over here has a score of 400, and he's nothing about how the government keeps screwing him. Your points can go down because you're associated with them. Which leads to this next thing, which has apparently already been happening, and it's called untouchability. Have you heard of untouchability before? No, but I have heard of, like, in the, the caste system in, like, India, like, the lowest level is untouchable. That is untouchability, yes. Okay. That is when it is deemed prudent to avoid people because they are so low beneath you that if you were to interact, it would hurt you. This is exactly what this is incentivizing because if I have a friend, maybe they're they're not they're they're having a hard time, maybe they're pissed off, right? They start mouthing off about the government, all of the stuff. Let's say that all happens. They're a good friend of mine. Now I have to make the decision to be associated with them or not. Because if I am, I have to understand I'm gonna get legal ramifications for that in this system, which means again, I could lose access to eat, to buy a house, to travel, to just do to maybe get a job because the government didn't like the fact I'm with such and such person. I hate everything. I just, uh, I, I could not believe it when like John brought this up. It's just, it's so insane because the fact that it's encouraging you to not only put on a false face, to buy certain things. Like, it basically turns everyone's lives into 1984. Mm -hmm. You have to like the government. You have to buy the right things. You have to probably exercise. If you game for 10 hours, you're considered a lush. You're going to get your internet thralled. Your points are going to go down, right? If you buy too much of books and maybe they think you're a bookworm and you go outside more, they're going to start dinging you. It's all about what they want you to do, not about what you should be able to do innately, right? And... And just to clarify here, this is not the Chinese people's fault. Oh, no. At all. But fuck the Chinese government for that. Because oh, that my points just went down. That's fine. Fuck them. <laughs> because, like, no one has the right to tell people how they should live their own goddamn life. I, it's so, I, I'm surprised that nations nearby are letting this happen, so to speak, because I know people don't want to get invested well, in it. think about the nations that are nearby. Right. It's not necessarily people that can do anything against a nation the size of China. Sure. With that kind of power. Right. But it's concerning because if, st if, if stuff like that slides, 
Right. We let that be an actual thing. How far does it go? How far does it go? Because if people start seeing the success they want to see in that, apparently Germany is already looking at implementing this. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. And in, apparently it's like in early stages, but they're seeing this and it, it almost sounds like they're looking to see how this goes. And if it goes well, then that. And the problem is if it's successful in one country and other countries like it, how long until it starts hitting other countries like ourselves or like other countries that are just so small and so defenseless, they can't do anything about it. That's the part that's scary is not only do you lose all your anonymity because you're kept cameras everywhere watching your every goddamn move because now it's a police state at that point. They're judging you all the time. People around you, in a sense, are judging you. If they have something bad to say, it's not saying that it's someone... It does clarify that apparently if you have an argument with someone, it's not going to hurt you. But that's not necessarily true because of what that person's a government official. Yes, it is going to hurt you. I guarantee it. It causes everyone to have to put on a face, try to act like everything's either okay or say good things about things that they're not happy about just to save their skin so they can still eat or travel or work just to live. And it, it forces people to ignore things that they know are wrong, like that guy who was exposing corruption. Right. I mean, it's... It's harming him, it's harming his, his kid, his, his family. The closest thing to that is where you get into, like, whistleblowers in America. Mm-hmm. Where, like, if they want to speak out against the government, they have to have an exit plan that involves them leaving the country and hiding. Yeah, because they know full well that the government's going to come down mm-hmm. on them hard, rather than, oh, you, this is fucking horrible, let's fix this. Because, yep, we were doing what we weren't supposed to, but we didn't want anyone to know about that. So, with that being said, though, um... Yep, I already talked about that. Talk about soliciting sex. Requisitioning, I believe you said. Yeah, requisitioning. <laughs> okay. Apparently, okay, so the thing I wanted to bring up about this too, and this will be another fun thing to research, would be apparently this uh, kind of data collection is similar to um, the, I think it says, it's Dong On, which is an old system where the, the government would look at everything in your life and have people literally coming by to review and see how you're doing, who you are, what you're doing, all that stuff. And right now this is all in the public, and you know, like in the public area, right? So it's outside of your homes for now, because what's eventually to keep it from getting inside of people's homes, mm-hmm. right? Oh yeah, well, I know that you're good out there, but are you actually a good person, right? And then everything becomes suspicion and then you have no privacy, because what's to keep them? And, like, this is, like, I feel like I'm getting paranoid, but I feel like I have the fucking right to be paranoid because the fact that this is happening. Yeah. Right? Because, like, what's to keep them from having a camera in my room, a camera in my kitchen, right? Oh, he's eating fast food again? Unhealthy. Boom. You lose the rights to health care because you're an idiot. Like, it's, it's so fucking insane that they're doing that. And I know that they already have censorship, and I guess you could say it's not really surprising, to say the least, but it's concern. It's just, it's so concerning the fact that, one, this technology exists, that they already invested so much money into all these cameras, because, like, all it tells me is that the government does not trust its people, because what they'd like to phrase it as is they're like, we're, we want to make sure people are all good, so this is a way to, for us to all be good. But it's like, think of um, The Giver. Uh-huh. Right? 
we're gonna restrict stuff so that way you're always good, but you lose out on the aspect of what actually is life. You lose out on the aspect of actually um, feeling something, telling someone off, because let's be honest, there are times where you should be, always be able to tell someone off. You shouldn't have to be worried about voicing your opinion, because that's what this does. It, 100%. This is just geared at keeping the people that are in power in power. Yeah, and keeping everyone else silent and just, uh-huh. just going about their way. And so, to kind of finish up on some other things here, we have some of the quotes I saw, which is very telling about the system, is, if the people keep their promises, they can go anywhere in the world. If people break their promises, they won't be able to move an inch. Right? How is this... Not prison. Apparently, in the government document state uh, states, uh, or the government document states that the social credit system will allow the trustworthy to roam everywhere under heaven, while making it hard for the discredited to take a single step. Same kind of thing. The goal is ag- algorithmic governance. And then someone uh, said, I think it says the name's Creamers here, but I think the best way to understand the system is uh, as a sort of bastard love child of a loyalty scheme because that's all it's doing is it's like be loyal to me we'll take Mm -hmm. care of you don't be loyal to me and i'll freaking end you because it's really hard to earn points like the way i mentioned is like i guess being ticket minus five points so it's hard to earn points but it's easy to lose points. it's very easy to lose points because you mean anything jaywalking minus five and like those that was the example i saw but then i saw doing a heroic act okay so let's say let's say there's a hostage situation and you save someone right or you take someone out of a burning building plus 30 points so those happen you know so frequently all of the hostage situations going on yeah you see day to day Mm-hmm. And so I could see a system. You know what? The system. Let's say I was totally. If the, in what world would I be okay with this? Not one. But if there was even a way, it would be you just getting benefits in your situation, not losing basic human rights mm-hmm. like the access to eat or get health care or anything like that. I mean, like, and I'm not arguing like universal health care or anything like that. But just like the fact I can go to a doctor and I have money, but they will not take my money to fix me because I'm not a good citizen. That's the scary part is it's like they can deny service just for the fact that the government doesn't like you. That's insane. And why, like, my thought is too, like, why would businesses care? How do they benefit from this? And really, the the main answer is all the data they gather. Mm-hmm. And and I mean, we kind of did this back when, like, we got like free email, social media, all this stuff. We free turn, like, we're we're doing it all for free. They data mine everything, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, well, this works. Everyone's fine with giving us their information. But this is like, and that's fine. I don't really use social media because it's just not my not my jam. Um, but this is like where they take it that step way too far, right? Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I want all your information. I want to know every last thing about you and then I'll decide what we should do with you. That's all I'm seeing in this. (sighs) Gonna need more wine. (laughs) Right? Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, and, and it's so the dong the the dong on is uh, it was a regime uh, they kept a dossier on every individual uh, and they tracked their political and personal transgressions and it hits fa- friends and family members is what that system did and so basically what this system turns into is it turns into a couple things 
Uh, one uh, definition I think is perfect is surveillance capitalism. Mm-hmm. Because since they know everything about you, they know what ads to show you. It's like Futurama when you sleep and they put an advertisement in your dream. Uh-huh. This dream was brought to you by such and such. Except for this is every day of your life. Uh-huh. You don't buy the things they want? Okay. Well, we're going to start hurting you until you start buying the things that we want you to buy. And then the other thing is also a meritocracy. The reason why I say that one is since that one's all based on talent and success and all that stuff, it forces people not only like to change their habits... Not because they want to, not because they want to be better, but because it's the only they way have can, to survive. they have to to survive. And I just, I could not, I could not fucking believe it when I read, like, and there's a lot of information out there. Now, one of the funny things is apparently the AI mistaked um, or mistook a famous CEO for jaywalking when it was actually a bus driving through a red light and had her, her image on it. Because she's the face of the company. Oh my god. So, of course, and then also now she's in like a scandal because she was publicly shamed. Because, because oh the bus god. ran away. No, so that's pretty funny. So, um, but... <laughs> the fact that they have 200 million CCTV cameras, all working with AIs, with different businesses, gathering all this data... And then they blacklist people and they share that they share that with businesses and politicians about people who's blacklisted. Oh my god. It's, it's terrifying. It's it's horrific. It's so the reason why the reason why I got a little uh, loud earlier about the Uber thing is in an article I was reading it mentioned how drivers can rate you. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. I had no fucking clue. And I'm sure enough, I looked at it, and I'm like, oh, great, I have a five-star, because I hardly ever use you. But I'm like, that's interesting. Why are they rating drivers? And I can get, I can get like, barring certain people, like, if they try to abuse, like, let's say, like, they're, they're very rude or aggressive, right? And banning them from Uber. Sure. But I don't like the fact that I can get rated for getting driven somewhere. Right? I'm not going to say that you should act rude because you're paying someone to drive you somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's really weird, though, and I do not like it. I don't plan on... I, I think I'm going to probably look at Lyft. They do the same thing, I'm pretty do sure. They do the same thing? Yeah. Okay, I'll probably just walk from now on. But Well, I, I can see why it works, or why they do that, because, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it goes both ways, too. Because, like, you wait, rate your driver, because, like, I mean, maybe they were really rude, or you, like, they weren't driving safely. Like, I mean, if you were... A driver, wouldn't you want to know if the person that you were going to pick up has a history of like being super drunk and throwing up in their ride? Right, but like, I feel like I feel like it's interesting that they make that uh, like what I'd say is customer facing, mm-hmm. right? Because I can see, oh wow, I have five stars. It's like that's great. Or I have, oh, I have one star. I'll probably never be able to use Uber again. Right. And, I mean, and sure, hopefully, like it, it's just the fact that. I, I'm very concerned that I because that that I know that that will not fly here. I got a little stuck there. I know that <laughs> won't fly here for sure. Considering how everyone there are a lot of people that want to be off grid, mm-hmm. and you know we're all about like freedom and whatnot. So I doubt that that would ever fly here. Period. But the fact that's happening is just concerning nonetheless. And so, um. Yeah. Well, and you said that Germany is considering it? Yeah. The, um, it was... I actually found it on a wiki doc. Because well, I was just trying to confirm some stuff. Uh, it looks like February 2018th. 
They report that Germany may be uh, sleepwalking towards a system comparable to China's, using data from credit systems uh, to determine like health records, geolocation, and like basically like access to credit and stuff. So I don't know, but like I try, I'm really am trying to be objective in terms of like, oh, right? It shouldn't. It should. My hope would be that people don't do like negative things, but we're all human, and I feel like consequences should be natural right like if i jaywalk i get hit by a car makes fucking sense it shouldn't be like oh now you can't eat yeah i'm sure that you have to do that over and over and over again i feel like maybe saying that like oh consequences should be natural is maybe a little unfair because if you look at oh well i get hit well like what about the person that hit you Right. They well, have to go through the, like, oh, my God, I just hit a person. And they, it, it's, it's your fault. They didn't do it. They, uh-huh. like, they did nothing wrong. Right. So now they have to go through all of this psychological torment of, like, I just hit a person. I didn't sure. want to hit a person. But then you have, so, you have the ticket. You have the fine. You have the injury. And sure, yeah, the other person. And then you also have the other negative effects of that. I mean. Like, and that was, that's, like, a very, like, that shouldn't be very common. Right? That's like, that's like the extreme situation. Well, I'm saying, like, don't be like, oh, well, this happened, you can't eat. But, like, saying, oh, natural consequences. Like, I think there has to be a little bit more structure to it, like, to prevent that from happening. How so? If that makes sense. I mean, I'm just, I'm totally of the mindset, like, I don't agree with that at all. Like, I would rather, like, like, a jaywalking ticket. Like, yes, that's fine. Yeah. If you're jaywalking and you shouldn't be jaywalking and you get caught, then get a ticket. Right. But just be like, oh, natural consequences. This happens that you die. Like, that's. No, no, sorry. That's not what I was trying to say. But, like, but I was saying it's like. this poison, I guess you're dead. Adding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. But I think it's not only is it excessive, it. It just seems weird. It, it just feels like a, a violation of basic human rights. Like, yeah. access to food and, you know, a doctor. Like, those shouldn't be things that you allow or don't allow people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. The world is a terrible place and I hate everyone. Mm-hmm. The end. The end. But yeah, that's what I was talking about today. So. <laughs> Maybe my next wild will be happier. <laughs> Alright. And wine. Yep. Quick little wine break. Uh, we're, we're drinking uh, some Bone Shaker. It's a Zinfandel from Lodi. Mm-hmm. That is in California. I think it said it has hints of uh, vanilla, blackberry, and chocolate at the very bottom. Blackberry, dark chocolate, and vanilla. Mm. It's quite good. So this is a full-bodied Zin. Ooh, full-bodied. Hey, but for those of you looking to date, guess what? If you're good... You can requisition sex. <laughs> requisition. Yep. Requisition. I, I just can't thought fucking that speak. was... I think that was the, the funniest part was... Ha ha ha. I know. I was like, how am I supposed to make this funny, Decker? What am I supposed to do? <laughs> yeah. There really isn't anything. This is supposed to be humorous. <laughs> it was. It was. I had a total... I love how every time I come in here, I always have an initial agenda, and it always gets changed every time right before the show. I'm like, okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> All right, well... Katie, what the fuck are you talking about? Well, my topic was history education. So... I mean... I, Is that happier? I guess. That's good. Um... <laughs> That's good. I mean, it's happier than what I talked about last week, because 
significantly fewer people have died from it. Yeah. <laughs> the Davidians, I forgot. Uh, I looked at the... <laughs> yeah. Long Davidians. time. Anyways. Um, so, I kind of went back and forth on this one for a while, because the topic that I chose, I was like, I want to talk about this. Oh, do I need to save this for a paranormal one? Um, but I think this can inform uh, when we, like, various paranormal ones that we'll do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it does fit under history education. So we're going to talk about the history of the seance. Mm. <laughs> I wish okay. you could see the face he just made. Because mm. his mouth was full. So he, the was, sound, I think it was right mm. he was trying to speak with his eyes. I did. <laughs> and I've become the sniffliest person in the world. That's okay. I was coughing last time. <laughs> so, a seance is an attempt to communicate with spirits. That's what we know a seance to be. Right. So it's not like being a medium. Like, a, Correct. like being a vessel for a spirit. Correct. Okay. Uh, so the word seance comes from the French word for session, which is from the old French seor. Okay. Seor? Um, I don't speak French. No, 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 Remember no. from our first episode. My, my brain was like, Seor! <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> well, sorry, that's why I was smiling. <laughs> um, it's from the old French word meaning to sit. So remember that. Cause okay, to sit. It's important. I'm later. doing this now. I'm ready. We are not having a sandwich. I'm going to open myself. <laughs> um, so in French, it's a very general word. Mm-hmm. So... Just like a session of anything. So like I think the example that I saw, or one of the examples I saw, was something about like seance de cinema. You're having a movie session. Like it's very general, just like a session of whatever. Okay. But in English, it's come to mean to specifically be uh, a group of people that have gathered to receive messages from ghosts or to listen to a spirit medium discourse or relay messages from spirits. So we are specifically going to be talking about that part. Good, good. So one of the earliest books published on this subject was written by George First Baron Lytelin. People just have easier names. Can we agree on that? Yeah. I mean, his first name was fine. George. (laughs) George. Good old George. (laughs) And this was titled Communication with the Other Side. It was published in England in 1760. Some notable spirits that were quoted Ooh. in this work was was were Peter the Great, Pericles, William Penn, Pericles. and Christina, the Queen of Sweden. So Ooh. I did not read this book. I don't know if he was saying that he spoke to them or other people spoke to them, but it says that they were quoted. So do with that information what you will. The founding of the spiritualism religion increased the popularity of seances in the mid-19th century. <sighs> So that came around and everyone was like, ooh, seance. Um, But they were super popular and you see them in like pop culture a lot in, um, so I don't know if you've ever seen Haunting in Connecticut. I think so. That is one of my favorite movies and there is a seance in that movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if I remember correctly that it's like set in that period of time when it was a thing that was super popular to do. Um, So Mary Todd Lincoln actually conducted a series of well-known seances after the death of her son. In the White House. I have heard of that. And Abraham Lincoln was in attendance at these. Hmm. The 1887 Sabert Commission report exposed uh, like the using of showmanship and various degrees of fraud among secular seance leaders. So that kind of was like, 
ooh, guys, maybe this isn't real. And so they, they were... The commission report was thrown some shade. Ooh. Modern seances, however, are still an important part of relig religious services for spiritualist, spiritist, and Spanish word. Uh, so give me a minute. Espiritismo? Espiritismo churches? Uh, but they place greater value on the spiritual value of it and not, like, the so showmanship. So it's not supposed to be a big, fancy, like, oh, look at all the spirits. Here the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So the term seance can refer to four different activities, or, like, four different seances. Um, so a religious seance, a stage mediumship seance, leader-assisted seance, or informal social seance. So a religious seance... So in the, in the religion of spiritualism, it is generally a part of services to communicate with living personalities in the spirit world. Outsiders refer to this as a seance, but members refer to it as receiving messages. Something just made a very strange sound. Is that a car? I really hope so. <laughs> so I heard that too. Uh, through the audio. It was like, ooh. The seance is happening. <laughs> We're already doing well, it. Well, we are sitting. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so they refer to it as receiving messages. They generally take place in well-lit spiritual churches uh, or at like, or sorry, spiritualist churches or at spiritual or outside at like spiritualist camps. And I think there's one in like, upstate New York, and there's one in Florida, and so they're around. So they're not like, like when you think of a seance, or at least when I think of a seance, you think like, dark room, misty, candles, blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, yeah, so that's like, that's Dim not what's... lights. That's not what's going on here. So, and then an ordained minister or gifted contact medium will relate messages from spiritual personalities to those that are in physical form, meaning the people that are there alive. Mm -hmm. Generally, spiritualist message services are open to the public. Sometimes the medium will stand to receive the messages, but then the thing that I read was word funny because it was like, the sitter will sit. Yes, the sitter yes, will yeah, sit. Yeah, that's the action <laughs> that sitters do. But what they're referring to there is where, so you have the sitter who is like everyone but the medium and then the medium. So the medium would stand, but the sitter would sit. If that makes more sense, now that I've explained it. It still sounds weird. Yep, a little bit. Um, sometimes everyone will sit in a circle. So, like, the medium and the sitters will sit. <laughs> oh. You're blowing my mind um, right the now. The sitters will sit. <laughs> With the medium? <laughs> Does that sit in a it's medium, a medium stance? It's just like wall sit, but oh, just Oh, God. Like... Nice. In addition to communicating with the spirits of people who have a personal relationship to congregants, some spiritual churches also deal with spirits who may have a specific relationship to the medium or to the body of the church. Um, so I think it was the Spanish word. Uh, I want to look at it again so I can try to say it correctly. Espiritismo? Espiritismo, yeah. The Espiritismo churches, so when they do seance, they're seances they're looking i think it said that they were speaking particularly to like spirits of ancestors and spirits of catholic saints oh. so they're not like hey demons let's talk like what do you want <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for that yay <laughs> go satan oh <laughs> uh, now i've lost my place thanks for that he'll do that or the church there it is yeah, yeah, or the so, church. <laughs> so 
they're they're talking to like ancestors, Catholic saints, blah blah blah, like people. Stage. Good. I, I mean, <laughs> you're up. fine. Keep going. It's nighttime. Okay. <laughs> it is very late. We're recording later than normal. <laughs> Stage mediumship seances. So the medium will contact the spirits of the dead or other spirits while they are on stage. So the audience members are seated in front of them instead of like around them. Um, so they're not necessarily conducting a legitimate like. Hang on. They're not necessarily actually holding a seance. Because they're not like in a circle gathered. It's more of a like medium is here. Audience is in the audience as opposed to like a medium and sitters. It's a medium and an audience, if that makes yes. sense. That aren't sitting. <laughs> I mean, they are sitting okay. because they're the audience. They are the audience. So they're not literally holding a seance, just like in the specific term of the word. Mm -hmm. Term of the word. Is that a phrase? It is now. <laughs> Make no, shit up. Shirts. What the fuck are you the talking about? I don't have a goddamn clue. Well, that's <laughs> so when I think of a seance in the most general sense, you okay. think of the people in sitting in a circle around a table with a medium. Right. And the room is kind of dark, or maybe it's all the way dark, and you know... Like that kind of a thing. Blood of fog. Yeah. That is a leader-assisted seance. Ah. So this is generally conducted by small groups of people seated around a table in a dark or semi-dark room. The leader is typically asserted to be a medium. They may go into a trance that in theory allows spirits to talk through their body or like use their body to convey meaning. Hence medium. Uh, yes. Um, other methods of communication attempted may be Psycho, psycho, psychography, psychography. There we go. Sorry, that word was hard. Uh, automatic writing, numbered raps, as in like right. raps, not I know like, automatic writing too. Yeah, uh, levitation of the table or spirit trumpets, ports or smells. Smells is not a great one to use, I feel. I mean, can you imagine it? Like, mm. it smells like my great aunt Gladys. Like, oh, Gladys, it's you. And then she's like, I'm still alive. Oh, <laughs> it's Gladys. <laughs> great aunt Gladys. Great <laughs> aunt. Uh, um, and I didn't necessarily delve into a lot of those. Because um, I didn't. That's just what happened. So this is the type most often the subject of fraud, and it turns out that the leader is actually practicing some form of like stage magic illusion, or using mentalism tricks to defraud the people that they're Someone holding the mind seance freak. for. Oh God! So this is the one that is most likely where you, where you get the people that are frauds, um, and there are people that like made career not well not made careers but are no. Notorious. Notorious? They, Infamous. They gained notoriety. So the next kind is informal social seance. That is conducted by a group of people without an... Without? Nope, I can't read my own writing. Conducted by a group of people with an interest in the occult. They are conducted without a leader and outside of any religious context. So basically, if we were like, hey, let's have a seance. Mm. That would be an informal social seance. Interesting. Small seances like this often use a planchette and a Ouija board. 
Um, sometimes there will only be two to three people, uh, and they may be using this as a way to test their understanding of the boundaries between reality and the paranormal. Um, oh. This is especially common if they're young. Something else I also learned is that, like, Ouija, that, that was, like, a brand name. Was it? Yeah, because, so, like, the... What was it called originally? What's a board? A spirit board. A spirit board or a talking board. And then it was, like, spirit board, talking board, oh or God. Ouija board after the popular brand name. Yeah. And I was like, what? I remember when they used to have commercials for those. They, I, I, I swear I can find one. They those a, must have been on cable. <laughs> they, had, they had a commercial for a Ouija board for, like, young girls. Well, that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's a, a, a Parker Bros thing. Yeah. Here, you want a demon in your life? Here we go! Whee! <laughs> um, oh, man. Well, I mean, that's how, like, going back to the Dynic Box episode, when they were, um, Sophie said that that was what happened, was that they were playing with a Ouija board, and they summoned a demon, and were, didn't seal it right. So. Fucking, we'll never know what's in that box. We know exactly what's in that box. It's been I'll opened never before. never know what Zach finds in that box. Bagel bites. Uh, Bleach for his hair. <laughs> That's Sunglasses. <laughs> his sight, it's back. It was in the box the whole time. Never change, Zach Bagans. You give us so much entertainment. Mm. So, that's actually a good segue. Good. So now I'm going to move into talking about, like, tools and techniques. Because <laughs> Zach's a tool? <laughs> no, because a Ouija board is a tool. We've got mediumship, okay. which can encompass, um, like, trance and channeling. Okay. Spirit boards. Tables. Slates. Oh, I spelled that wrong. I spelled slates with two T's and no L's. <laughs> Sats? States. Oh, I wasn't sure where the T's are. I put the T's together. Nope. Tables, slates, slates. cabinets, and trumpets. And I'll get there. Okay. So mediumship involves an act where the practitioner attempts to receive messages from spirits. So some mediums are fully conscious. Some go into a full or a partial trance. And this is where you get into, like, channeling. And they're like, oh, I'm... <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so we're, like, it's... They, like, leave their body to allow the spirits to enter their body to use it to do whatever. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, where was I? Some mediums are fully conscious. Some go into a partial or mm -hmm. full trance right. or some sort of an altered state of consciousness. Trance mediums often say that they have no recollection of the messages conveyed, so they often work with an assistant who records their words so that they know what they said afterwards. Mm-hmm. Spirit boards, also known as talking boards or Ouija boards, are flat tablets with a number of symbols, pictures, letters, numbers, and or words on them. He just did a, a symbol? A symbol. A gesture? He did a, yeah, he did a, a planchette gesture, I guess. Well, I was thinking of the Z, O, Z, O. Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, I keep derailing that's everything. Right. Keep going. Well, I'm also highly, easily, I can't, I... I'm high, I'm easily... <laughs> Highly, easily derailed. I'm just going to have more wine. Right, so there's stuff on them. <laughs> Good. Uh, so the board is accompanied by a planchette, 
which is French for little board, which is kind of cool, which makes sense. Um, so that can be like a pointer on three legs or a magnifying glass on legs. So I think if it's a pointer, then it would go, it would be like under the letters. Right, it'd be like a triangle. That it was pointing to. Yeah. Well, not necessarily. A, I mean, it could be a triangle, but you know, like the like when you th the oh yeah, the, the pop those culture ones. Those are like, those are like the round the ones. The pop culture shape of a planchette is the like teardrop shape. Right. Yes. Um, um, it's the one that's on our our logo. Right. Um, so a basic Ouija board would have the alphabet, but mm -hmm. it is not uncommon for there to be whole words added onto it. So like if I feel like if you look at like a, a contemporary Ouija board, um, there's like it says like yes, no, Whoa. and then there's the alphabet, and Letters then there's the numbers. The numbers, and then it says goodbye. Oh, it has goodbye in there. Mm -hmm. That's good. We should probably get a Ouija board, but I'm also like hesitant to bring that into this house. Yeah, I'm not sure I feel those. I mean, what if I keep it under the sage? I might be okay with that. <laughs> If it's directly with the same. Right. So they have words, numbers, letters, blah, blah, blah. But just like a basic, basic Ouija board just has the alphabet. Okay. Um, and then I read somewhere that like a, like a homemade Ouija board, if like, if you were going to do the, for your planchette, like it's not uncommon to use just like a shot glass. So like where you have like the That's weird because I do, I do recall something about a shot glass with that. And so, like, where it talked about, like, a magnifying glass on legs, like, that would go over the letter, so you know which letter it's referring to. Right. Whereas, like, that's what the shot glass would do, as opposed... And I think it's fairly common now for planchettes, where they have that teardrop shape, mm -hmm. where you would think that it would point to the letters, but then they but also have a magnifying, magnifying glass, glass on the inside. in them, so then that would go over it. Maybe so because the spirit gets a little drunk and doesn't know where to put the planchette. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, it's spared out. Uh, this one. <laughs> I, I can't talk. I spared. They spelled. I mean, the moment for that joke is past, so I'm not going to try it. That's okay. Um, With the power of technology, I can remove that. <laughs> thank God. <laughs> so to use the board, participants place one or two fingers on the planchette which is in the middle of the board. I don't know why I'm demonstrating this. This is an audio podcast. Like, okay. So you place one or two fingers on the planchette in the center of the board. Why does it have to be one or two? Do you know anything about that? I don't. I didn't look that up because I'm a shit human. No. <laughs> For another day. <laughs> right. Um, so then the appointed medium. So that would be like, Decker, you're going to be the medium. Okay. So then you would ask questions to the spirit that we're trying to communicate to. So if you were like, oh, what is your name? And then the planchette would go blur, 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 blur. Okay. Um, this is like highly, what is the word I'm thinking of? Suspect? Um, I guess that's a good, a good, a close. I know it's the word I was looking for. It's not the word I wanted or was thinking of, but um, conflicted is uh, not the word. Uh, uh, uh. Um, I, I know the word you're looking for now. I had it and it ran away. Just, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to pick a new word. Um, people are highly skeptical of this. Thank you. That was actually what I was looking for. That wasn't the word I was looking for. Well, we found it with our planchette. So, oh God. Um, people are highly skeptical of this because it's not like it would be that hard to just move the planchette wherever you wanted it to go to spell out whatever. Right. Because someone could choose to very slightly manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, um... 
If they keep their body stiff enough. Well, yeah, I don't think it would be that hard to, like, guide it wherever. And yeah. especially, like, if you're like, oh, this is going to work, blah, blah, blah. If it was being moved, you'd be like, oh, the spirit is moving it. You know? Yeah. Um, also, people will... Let's just very, very lightly touch it, though, right? Unconsciously, like, spell out what they want to hear. Right. So, like, if someone was to be like, well, I really want to talk to my mom. So, like... Blah, blah 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 what is your name and it spells out your mom's name and it's like well of course it spelled out your mom's name like you miss her you want to talk to her like right so maybe ouija boards work maybe they don't maybe it's a sometimes thing i mean who knows mm-hmm. there's no way to know <laughs> right shout out to wine and crime podcast go listen to them right now i mean not right now finish this they're already gone finish yeah. this then go listen to it <laughs> oh no we're by ourselves again <laughs> No, bye, my... Nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> not doing it, not doing it. Man. Spirit trumpets are horn-shaped speaking tubes. And so, think of, like, a football game where there's those people with those really long trumpet things. Like, you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Your face says no. Yep, no, I don't. Oh, Okay. <laughs> No, you don't? <laughs> no, I don't. Okay, hold on. Let me let me Google a picture. What are you talking about? Oh my god. Um How do I Google this? Long trumpet? Um That's something I wanted to write down really fast. Long football trumpet. Like a... like a Are you talking about like the Like this? Yes, those things. Yep, I know what it was. That's what they're called. A boozella. Okay. They're the most annoying sounding things. Uh, I hate them. Yeah. So it's basically it looks like that, but what it's supposed to do is to magnify the sound of whispering spirits to something that's audible to humans. Do you put like into like a vibraphone? Like what happens? No. So it just it's there. Um, so basically, how these were used is like that would be somewhere, uh-huh. and there would be a tube going somewhere to some person that would be whispering into it. So basically, the way that these were used was pretty much just fraud. <laughs> okay, I was like, wait, do they whisper to the spirit and the spirit whispers back? Or no. are they the spirit? And I found a pretty great, like, diagram of Harry Houdini with one where he was, like, holding it with his knees and, like, his feet and just, like, bent over into it. It was a very strange-looking thing. Uh, Interesting. And spirit slates were... So you've got two chalkboards that are connected to each... Connected. They're, like, tied, bound to... You've got two chalkboards that are bound together, so they shut, and they're, like, shut into each other. Okay. So then when you open them, it reveals a message that was supposedly written by a spirit. Do you leave the chalk inside? No idea. Because how does a spirit put chalk on there? They still probably need chalk. I mean, maybe you do put chalk in there. Unless they're scratching at it. In which case, Maybe then, it's like balance on the little frame. Or let me whatever. get rid of that spirit because that sound is evil. That sound is terrible. Um, <laughs> you, you get sage in that room immediately. <laughs> I feel like this. This I think this was another one of the methods that was pretty much just fraud. I don't remember necessarily how it was executed as fraud, but fraud. <sighs> um, fraud can make your points go down. Oh God. Seance tables. Mm-hmm were specifically made to be lightweight so that they could levitate and float and rotate as, I'm using air quotes here, spirits manipulated them. Gotcha. Um, so there was, it was called 
table turning. And it was, that was the fraudulent manner of manipulating these tables to make it seem like they were being manipulated of spirits. And there was some manner of like weird hook pulley system that was like underneath that the medium, air quotes, could manipulate to make it look like stuff was happening. Okay. So similar, similarly to a Ouija board, like the, the medium would say out, would like call out the alphabet and then the table would tilt on the appropriate letters to spell something out. So instead of like, oh, the spirit is moving this planchette, it's like, oh, the spirit is moving this table to spell this out. Interesting. So, which that sounds tedious, because do you know how many fucking times you have to go through the alphabet, depending on how long the word is? Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's a lot of legwork. Yeah. That was probably a bad pun. I hate huh. it. Tables have legs. <laughs> I should not be that proud of that statement. You really shouldn't. Okay. Your points went down. No! <laughs> now I'm below 750. And wine. That was a big old gulp. It sure was. Spirit cabinets were portable closets, that the, which I looked at that for a long time and I was like, a portable closet, isn't that a box? But yeah, it, I guess that would be a box. It looked like there was a little bit <clears throat> more to the setup um, as opposed to just being like a crate. Uh-huh. But it was, I, so I guess... Maybe an armoire, a, a bureau, a wardrobe type situation. So it was a portable closet that the medium could be put into. They were generally like tied up to mm-hmm. show that they weren't manipulating any of these objects. That, the aforementioned objects that we've discussed. Right. Um, so like their hands would be tied and they'd be put into this closet. And it was basically just to, like to build trust with the people that were watching them. Uh-huh. Like the other people, the sitters or the audience or whatever to be like, oh, this is real. They're not manipulating it. Blah, blah, blah. But guess what? These people can have assistance. Ha ha. No, they can't. <laughs> I only see one person up there. And they're in a closet. Ha. Huh? Yeah. Now they're in the closet. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, anyway. That needs to be an episode. So Houdini was famous. He was a famous skeptic, and he exposed a lot of fraudulent mediums. Um, and I will touch on that again a little bit later. That's cool. Notable trance mediums include Cora Scott Hatch. Asha Wood Sprague, Emma Hardrich, Brittany, Brittany, something like that, Edgar Casey, and Arthur Ford. Were These some are the people that ones. were notable fakes or notable. Um, it didn't say that they had been proved as frauds. Okay. Just that they were trance mediums, so they were the like the channeling kind mm. where it's like, oh, I've gone into a trance. The right. I'm not speaking; it's a spirit speaking. Gotcha. Um, and Pascal Beverly Randolph, who I will probably talk about again, because in reading about him, I discovered the words erotic alchemy. Er- I made that same face, and I was like, what is this? Erotic alchemy. Yeah. So I... Turn my dick to gold. That sounds awful. That's like <laughs> King Midas. I know, King Midas. Don't touch yourself. Oh, whoa, whoa. No! Better write that down on the title. Um, so yeah, more on Pascal Beverly Randolph later at an undisclosed time, because who knows. So the Fox sisters and the Davenport brothers were famous leader-assisted seance conductors, and they were both exposed as frauds. Notable seance attendees include social reformer Robert Owen, Journalist William T. Stead, 
William Lyon Mackenzie King, the Prime Minister of China. China? No. Well, we're back there now. No, 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 no. He was the Prime Minister of Canada. (laughs) (laughs) I can see where the mistake was. They both start with C. You were speaking about China. Um, (laughs) The Prime Minister of Canada for 22 years. He wanted to contact his mother, his pet dogs, and seek political advice from Franklin Roosevelt. Okay. Uh, Journalist Lloyd Kenyon Jones and Arthur Conan Doyle. That name sounds very familiar. Why why is that name very familiar? He wrote fucking Sherlock Holmes. Okay, thank you. I want to hit you over the head with his notebook. (laughs) Sorry, I'm drunk. Uh, Anyway, so some of the best known debunkers are Frank Podmore of the Society for Psychical Research, Harry Price of the National National Laboratory of Psychical Research, Magicians, John Neville... Longbottom. (laughs) No. (laughs) But that'd be great. John Neville Maskelin and Harry Houdini. And magicians have actually had a long history of exposing fraudulent methods of mediumship, which makes a lot of sense because they are familiar with the sleight of hand and the stage illusions. So, like, they recognize them when they see them. Yeah, because they do that all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. So they... I would hope that they could find it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think there's... So there's a Canadian show called Murdoch Mysteries, which if you haven't seen it, you should... Don't walk, run, because it's so good. It's like a procedural, procedure, procedural, you're right, procedural police drama because he is a constable or maybe he's a detective. A constable. He's a detective, but he has a constable that is frequent. I mean, okay. It happens at a police station. There's lots of constables. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) He's an inspector. That's what it is. Inspector. Um, this is Sherlock And it's, it's got a very, like, steampunky kind of vibe to it. And it's, it's very good. Um, the first episode, like, I want to say he meets Nikola Tesla. It's set in, like, the before times. Mark one? <laughs> the man? <laughs> Shut up. Um, <laughs> it's very good. Go watch it. <laughs> um... Why did I bring that up? Oh, because I'm fairly certain there's an episode where he, or maybe it was even like a two-parter, where he goes to, I think, New York and helps Houdini debunk like a seance or something like that. Hmm. Um, And it was really good. Anyways, so specifically looking at the Fox sisters, they kind of came to notoriety because there was like rapping sounds and their mother was like, well, I can't, I can't find the source of this. It must be some sort of, like, mystical spirit goings on. And so they came to power. Power? That's all right. (laughs) They came to popularity. That's good. We can keep that going. Because they will fall from power. (laughs) They came to popularity as these um, leader assistant seance conductors. And so they were, like, going going places, doing stuff. Having seances. Uh, So the way that they were making these raps was they had apples tied to a string. And so then they could control the string to, like, how many times it's going to wrap, etc., with these apples. Um, Something else they would do is they would recite the alphabet, and then they would manipulate the joints in, like, their knuckles and toes to make sounds that was supposedly, like, a spirit, like, a spirit response, as they're going, probably something like that, um, as they're going through the alphabet. 
be like, oh, like there was a response on that letter when it was really just them like doing weird things with their their knuckles and their toes. I can do that. <clears throat> um, something else that like fraudulent mediums would do is they would take muslin and stuff it into like their nose and their ears and their What's mouth. What's muslin? It's like a super fine, super fine. Um, it's a really like delicate fabric. Maybe delicate isn't the right word. Lightweight cotton cloth in a plain weave. It's a very, very, like, it's not a thick fabric at all. I hope not. They're putting that in their nose. I can't necessarily think of any way to explain to the, this to a person who has not, like, spent hours in a fabric shop. <laughs> okay. Fabric. But, like, they put that in their nose, like, like what? Like, like, weird sounds? Like, whistling? No. So they would put it in their, their eyes and their nose and their... They put it in their eyes? <laughs> no! <laughs> What? <laughs> I was blind. Now I still can't see. No, they would put it in their ears, which also starts with an E. Their ears and their nose and their mouth. <laughs> I know your hands, shoulders, knees, and toes right now. <laughs> I was touching the part of the body I was saying to make sure I said the right part. <laughs> okay. So, so ears, nose, and mouth. They put the muslin in their ears, their nose, and their mouth because so it was. Oh man. It was like the breach between our plane or like our world and the spirit world um, was supposed to supposedly like manifest itself. As like, like the veil, like like so. Sort yeah, of, okay. the veil, it would like as like ectoplasm. Mm. Um, Grody. And let me find you a picture. Um, there was one medium that would like include newspaper clippings to like give it personality. But then she got caught because people were like... But we know who that person on that clipping is. Like, that's... It, it was like... Oh, it was like, that's Franz Ferdinand or something like... Something weird like that. It, it was not Franz Ferdinand. <laughs> I think it was like King Frederick of... It was Magellan! Um, <laughs> but so, like, look. That's the fabric that they'd put over themselves? Out of themselves. Oh. What? So, sure. like, look at... This is a good picture. Ooh. Yeah, so they would mm. they put it in their orifices or orify. Mm. Anyways, and so then they would just like bleh, this muslin. So and then they would be like, oh look, there's clearly been a breach between our plane and the spirit plane. Like you were talking about, like oh the veil, like that would that was supposed to signify, like look, they've crossed over, they're in a new plane. So. The cloth would indicate that, like, like they just spit it out and like, oh, here it, they're well, here no. now. So or... they weren't, they weren't like, oh, it. look, this is cloth. It was like, oh no, this is ectoplasm. This is fraud. Ah, there we go. This is fraud. Yes, I understand. <laughs> this is fraud. Um. So that was supposed to signal like, oh, a breach between worlds. Like, look at what we've done. We've breached the spirit world. Bleh. Ectoplasm, which is actually cloth. Which, I mean, if you look at a picture, like, it looks really weird. But then when you think of it in the context of, like, oh, that's muslin, you, like, you can totally tell. Yeah. Like, you can tell I mean, that's like, just, I'm like, fabric. At, like, I, it just looks like fabric. It doesn't look like ectoplasm. Yeah. I mean, now that I've seen ectoplasm. Mm -hmm. But I'd imagine it'd be, like, Ghostbusters, like, the, the jelly kind of stuff. Like, this, like, weird residual gunk. Yeah. Which, it's, it's a weird Not thing. Not like a tapestry in your mouth. 
Not like a poor clown imitation. <laughs> Whoa, I have like 50,000 handkerchiefs in my throat. <laughs> That's all I can think of right now. How big is this veil? How big is this veil? So yeah, that's kind of the a, a brief trot down what a seance is. Mm. And so I was hoping that maybe this would kind of inform any previous, previous? Post, uh, fuck. It's all right. Wine. We'll get through it. <laughs> we have all the time in the world. I was hoping that this will inform... Like any other paranormal segments or any other time that we talk about a seance, we don't have to be like, well, this is what a seance is. Because now we all know. Right. So you sit. It sometimes has a medium. It may have sitters. It may just be an audience. And there's fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Not always. Most seances, unless they are the informal social seance or fraud. Have some sort of a medium or a minister or someone that's like in charge, I guess. And I mean, even the informal social seances, it's like someone is appointed a medium and they're the ones that ask the questions, blah, blah, blah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. (laughs) Your face says no, but your face says yes. No, 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 no. It does make sense. My eyes just might be a little dead inside because my brain's a little gone, but. Well, here we are. That was. I appreciate that a lot more than my conversation. <laughs> I was so fucking furious when John told me about that. So I was like, I literally told him like, well, shit, now I have to talk about this now. Like, I have to talk about this. That's terrifying. That, that article about the CEO came out three days ago. Oh, my God. Like, it was like recent. I was like, huh. Okay. Well, I rem- like, I've read 1984 several times because it's a very good book. It's a very great book. It's also terrifying. Especially, yeah. like, at this moment in time, in the world that we're living in, like, you can see little things where you're like, oh, uh, has anyone, someone, let's hold a seance and do talk well. to George or- Orwell and see how the fuck he thought of this because someone is following his plans. Yeah, who, he gave them the blueprint. He shouldn't have done that. Hey, no. <laughs> no. No. Um, there was, it's just like, there was a period of time, which I feel like maybe we're still in that period of time, where there's just a lot of really good dystopian novels. Where, like, you have, like, 1984 and, um... Terminator. Uh, Matrix. Brave New World. I'm thinking about books. Uh, mm. Fahrenheit 451. And you're oh. like, I don't read books! I have books. <laughs> I have a closet with books inside. I have right next to you. I mean, those are all music books, but they're books nonetheless. I was looking at this and I was like, that's, that's, a, that's just a piece of paper. That's not that's a book. That's a book! <laughs> <laughs> I can fold it. It's a book. Okay, have you read all of those books? No. <laughs> those are all, like, those are all music, those are actually all music books. <laughs> like, she's looking, like, I have a stack of maybe 20 books right there. That's There's a fairly a, large stack. It's a fairly large stack of books. Yes. But I mean, like, I have a fairly large library. And I, have, I have Edgar Allan Poe in my closet. The body. <laughs> Let him out for fuck's sake, man. He's he's not doing well. <laughs> you know what? No one really liked his novels. He lost his Hey, he that is eat. false. I know. Well, I I enjoy Edgar Allan Poe. Man, but yeah, I um. His novels, not the fact that he's I'm apparently in the closet. I liked your story a lot. <laughs> I might need to have a say. <laughs> and the uh, it just it's. <laughs> It's terrifying and infuriating all at the same time. Yeah. I just, 
Here's hoping that it doesn't go well. And that nobody is, picks it up. Yeah. I think that's all we can hope for. Mm-hmm. It won't happen in Idaho. We don't have best. enough shit. We don't have enough technology over here. Well, I want, I want to say that that wouldn't happen in the U.S. Because people would, like, freak the fuck out. Oh, no, for sure. They wholly... Yeah. But also... We're always, like, about, you get, like for our privacy and our rights. Just because people but... would freak out doesn't mean that it wouldn't happen. Right. Because, you know, how you quell people that are freaking out? You kill them. Yes. Or you give them really kick-ass incentives, like, I can... F- I can... Are you going to say, I can fly? I can fly. <laughs> you give me flying powers. But, yeah, I just... It's awful. I can't it's, process it's, that. It's I need actually, more wine. It's more, it's more surreal because I remember, I remember when, you know, here's what's weird. And I'm not sure if anyone that's listening to this does not know this. But like I was talking earlier um, about how like there are people that don't know what floppy disks are. Mm-hmm. There are people that don't know what a CD player is. And I remember one year for Christmas, we were over at my grandfather's house. So this was probably like, oh God, four, maybe four years ago. Before he died, he moved in at the to the VA home. Okay. Um, because he was just tired of taking care of his his yard and his house, and he's like, I don't need all of the space. Whatever, yep. I'm gonna go live here, and it was fine. Um, so we used to have Christmas Eve at my grandfather's house. He moved into the VA, so obviously we couldn't do that. Right. So this was probably maybe four, three or four years ago. We were at my grandfather's house, and my one of my younger cousins, she, uh, she's thirteen now, so she was maybe like eight or nine was playing with his phone and he has a rotary phone which okay first yeah. of all is like a novelty for them because i'm like oh awesome. and it's like i had a rotary phone until i was fucking like 16 i had a rotary phone. like we had a rotary phone until it broke ours had like snoopy on it which is awesome okay oh, ours was just like tan and brown oh like it was, <laughs> this was like just a- it was a rotary phone <laughs> um so this was like a novelty whatever oh it's a, look at the dial ha ha, ha i'm a child and so she picks it up and, and then she's like holding it and whatever, hangs it up. And she walks over to her, my aunt and was like, what was that sound the phone was making? And then I was like, she's never heard a dial tone. Oh my gosh. That- because people don't have landlines anymore. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody has cell phones. So like when you pick it up and it goes. To, yeah. Like you used to dial with it up in your ear and not before it was up in your it's, ear. It's weird. Which I, cause I, I mean, I grew up. With the existence of dial tones. And, yeah. like, the phones that I use at work have a dial tone like because they're all landlines. AOL. Oh, God. And making, the sure that you weren't, making sure that you weren't on the, the landline when someone was on the internet. That evil devil sound <laughs> when you pick it up and it's like... <laughs> like, uh... No, it's just, like, but for me, like, MySpace came out when I was 12 or 13. Was when I was using it. And then we had Facebook. And it's like, it's amazing where technology has gotten us, but like the fact that it's to this level now is scary. I think that was my main concern is the fact that like, you can immediately know me, you know my spending habits, you know what bills I've paid, what bills I haven't paid, and based off of that, you can choose what I can and can't have access to. That is uh-huh. fucking terrible. I think that, that's, like, the main thing I want people to get from that is, like, that should be scary that now your life is no longer <laughs> your life. 
it is well if you think about it like the like the movies and the books that were like horror books about like the government having all of this power and you know people basically just becoming little machines and blah 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 like that was that was supposed to terrify you and seems so outlandish that it was it would never happen like that's where we are that's literally where we're at <laughs> cuz like if you ever read 1984 you owe it to yourself. And probably the reason why it's like called 1984 is from 1948. It was like the mm-hmm. post-apocalyptic version of like the end of 1948, yeah. which was the end of World War II. But if you have not read it, please do. It's so good. Uh, just like in what, in like, not just what it tries to show you in terms of what the future could hold, mm-hmm. but in terms of what happens to humanity when you lose your humanity. I think that's what I really loved about that book was just what what it taught. Mm-hmm. So go read nineteen eighty four. Go read Fahrenheit four fifty one. Go read Handmaid's Tale. I haven't read that one. Uh, read Brave New World and Anthem. And also read Harry Potter because I like them. <laughs> and there will be a pop quiz. And Stephen King. <laughs> and Stephen King. Now we're just listing books I like. So. <laughs> But Welcome no. to our book club. <laughs> what the fuck are you reading? <laughs> That's the next one. Alright. Um, well, let's roll for next episode. Yeah. Because we keep track of who we are. I got a two. What does that mean? That is paranormal? No, no, that's true crime. Paranormal is three. It is true crime. Oh. Oh, oh also, I rolled a Kraken dice. It's it very is, beautiful. It's uh, Cotton Candy 2. So I, to, I actually was gonna say I want to eat that for some reason. Yeah, it's it's really pretty. It's like this mix of like blue and purple and pink, and it's actually almost much as your uh, tank top. That's super great uh, reference for audio. It's like it's like a it's like a like an Easter sky blue with like a Easter sky blue. Yeah, because it's not quite sky blue. It's not quite Easter. It's not like a cerulean. I mean, you can look up this dice on the internet and know what it looks like better than you could look up my tank top. It's like it's like a purple, like a like metallic uh, nail polish. I think my sister had. <laughs> also, great reference. You should all know. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, they're really pretty. They have silver inked numbers. The it first the towels. <laughs> you are the worst. I I've, I've had too much to drink. So the first um. The first run of Cotton Candy came out and it had, it was, I mean, they say that they inverted the ratios. To me, they look pretty much the same, but it had gold ink and I don't like Kraken's gold ink because for me, it's just much too yellow, but with the silver ink on it, it's so pretty. I don't know if they're having any more of them. I'm going to roll the That's same my story for a while because I spent a lot of money on it. Gravity dice! Gravity dice! They're great dice! If I roll a one, it's always because I'm just cursed. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) No! We have our first one! Why? Decker has run away to the corner. (laughs) I literally just said if I roll a one, I'm cursed. He has a problem where he rolls one, so when we play role-playing games, it's it's a struggle for him. Like, I'll roll a 20, and I'll get a one. Natural one. I can have, I can have, for those of you that know like D&D or Pathfinder, like I have a rogue that has like 26 sneak and all I have to do is just not roll a one and I'm fine. And I roll a one. I have a 5% chance to do that. I do it consistently. Cool. So I have local. So I have to roll a D6. Yep. You got to roll a D6. Uh, This is so exciting. Yeah. This hasn't happened yet. This is our very first local. 
Two. Oh, is that? That is paranormal. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about, actually. And I'm going to have to go on a field trip. Oh. So, as a refresher, <sighs> local is Idaho or any states bordering Idaho. Yep. This is going to be exciting. So this, this will be fun. This is a story that I know that you will not have heard about. All about how your life got flipped turned upside down? Like take a minute. Prince of Boise. Sit right there and tell you how became prince. How became the prince of a town called Bel Air? I was a prince once, you and were... then I got manhandled by a girl. For reference, Decker and I are both theater slash musical theater kids. So, and I say kids, we are in our twenties. I am quickly approaching the end of my twenties. Oh no! You still have like three years. Yes, that's the end of your twenties, Decker. Yes. So, you know, they're like, oh, you're early 20s. Oh, you're mid 20s. Like, I've reached the point where I'm late 20s. Oh, no. Which, I mean, I guess is fine because, like, my age says I'm 27. My knees say I'm 84. I try to, like, look at things with the values of other things, which isn't great. Because, like, when I think about, like, buying something, I'll be like, how many hours did I spend on this? Or, like, if I was to, like, buy a game, it's like, how many many groceries is that? It's like that is a, five cantaloupes worth of video game. <laughs> First part is like it's like how old am I? Oh, I've lived about a third of my life, and I'm like that. I shouldn't have thought about that. <laughs> yeah, you're on a downward spiral now. Mm. It's all downhill from here to your That's death. That's good. That's and then we can have a séance. Oh, perfect. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, as they say in the Adams family, death is just around the corner. So, local paranormal and true, true crime. crime. Right in our wheelhouse. And by say our wheelhouse, I mean my wheelhouse, because those are both my wheelhouse. <laughs> I'm excited for mine. Can't wait to hear yours. But, uh, you ready to end this stupidly long episode? <laughs> this is gonna be a fucking nightmare oh. to edit. Oh, we broke the two hour oh mark. Oh my god. Hooray! I mean, I, that includes I, our. That was a high five. It. That was a high five. We did it, and you will not get two hours worth of audio. Oh, God, no. Because that includes our, like, nipple blanket talk. Mm. Actually, they will get that. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for tuning in this week, and come back next week to find out what the fuck we're talking about. Bye! Good Lord. Oh, my God. If you've got something to say, you can find us on Anchor at anchor.fm slash WTFpod. You can email us at wtf.podcast.mail at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at WTFAYTA Podcast. That's WTFAYTA, that's our acronym, Podcast. Our music is by Decker Hinckley and our artwork is by Kirby Morfitt. You're as cold as ice, because you're dead, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I'm dead inside. I've entered rigor mortis. Mm. Rigor mortis? Is what happens if you're a horse and you're dead. <laughs> when you become a horse. Oh, damn it! I should I have don't, started that. I don't know why I have so many horse jokes. Ugh. I have, I have, I yeah, no. <laughs> Shit. But I totes know where my heating blanket is. I need a bigger one. Because that one barely covers me. It goes like from the the base of my feet up to like right here. <laughs> You have a nipple blanket. <laughs> it's, like a, it's almost like a crop top, but the wrong way. What size is it? Well, I got it from Walgreens. I tried to get the large. What the f- Low.
You don't know if it's like a king or a queen or no. a, t- a tall. A tall. <laughs> a twin. King, queen, tall. It's There's three Tall, sizes, grande, right? vente, heating blanket. <laughs> yes, it's a 16 ounce blanket. <laughs> well, that's your problem. I knew it. 